Buenas noches, and welcome to another exciting episode of a Latter-day Family podcast. I'm Latter-day Doofus. I'm Latter-day Snark. And our baby knows that Wednesday nights are podcast night. He refused to fall asleep once again. So if you hear the clinking in the background, that's him. This week, we are talking about your awkward ward family. And mm-hmm. specifically what makes a family or what makes a ward feel like a family. And times when we have and haven't felt like our ward was a family, what we think might play into that. Uh, and then at the end, we'll talk a little bit about some of our most cherished awkward moments <laughs> with the ward or branch. I guess we should say ward or branch because. Yeah, we've been yeah. in both. Yeah, we've been in both. and There are both out there. And had awkward moments in all of them. <laughs> yeah. When I think about, I, so as I was thinking about that, what makes a ward feel like a family, I came up with three main uh, things that a ward has to offer or, or qualities of a ward. One is common interests and hobbies with each other. So the members are interested in in similar things or, or do somewhat similar activities. Uh, time spent together, whether that's on those hobbies or just planned ward activities and then investment in the gospel, like their level of investment or commitment to the gospel. And that was actually in reverse order from least important to most important. (laughs) Um, But I think if you have that last one, the investment in the gospel in common is a lot easier to overlook the other ones and you don't really care. But in the absence of that, then you kind of cling to, okay, well, if I can spend enough time with these people, I can get to know them a little bit. I can maybe find some commonalities, some loose breaks or things like yeah. that. And if there aren't ward activities, then really the last hope or the last holdout is if you have any common interests so that you can do things together separately. Right. Outside of church. Yeah. I'll probably talk a little bit more about this later, but in our current ward that we've been in for the last most of our marriage years. Yeah. Like nine years or right, something. <laughs> we don't have that as much. Uh, well, any we don't have them? any of the three. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we're definitely more, I mean, there are a few zealots in the ward, but we're mostly the, the weirdos that are super excited when it's going to be general conference or super into the gospel, Yeah, super in the gospel, reading the lessons and all. And then it's kind of the cool thing to, in a lot of cases. And obviously if, you know, eventually we get docs and our ward members hear this, hopefully they won't get their fifis hurt too bad. But in a lot of cases, it's, it's become the cool currency to treat the gospel kind of casually or to uh, have that be one of the aspects of your life, but not the center of your life. And yeah. That's just, I mean, objectively, that's what I've seen. Do you hear something? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There is one child with us and three others not in uh, the same room as us. So yeah. Sorry. I thought I heard some kicking around in the other room. Okay. We can, Hey, this is a good time to go to a commercial break. There we go. For our sponsor. Yeah. I'm, I don't know if you guys are, uh, are familiar or have heard, but we have an amazing new sponsor. We're really excited about it. Uh, the the new Progmo hymnal. It's going to be coming out. Uh, I think in what is it next month? I think this is the yeah, release. I think so. Yeah, that. Um, very exciting stuff. So we'll go to a quick commercial break for that, and we'll be right back. 
Are you tired of men? Woman of green Are you tired of man words and all of the hymns? I mean, hers? Introducing the new Pragmo hymn. Complete with gender neutral and women affirming words. Throw away your old hymn book, or better yet, burn it! Changing culture from the bottom up, just like our non-binary heavenly deities intended. And we're back. <laughs> Apparently we're going to get a lot of Bitcoin out of this partnership, so I'm very excited. <laughs> All right, well, going back to what you were saying about what makes our ward feel like a family, I agree with all of those things. And... Um, some of the things that I thought of go off of, basically, they're like tangents off of those yeah. ones. Like feeling included, which goes back to doing common activities together and, and common yeah, interests, even common testimonies and things like that that you can share with each other. Anytime that people know about your life, you just coming from a selfish perspective. Whenever yeah. people know something about my life and they come up and ask me how's this specific thing going, then I feel like, oh, they remember that about me then I feel closer with them. So, I mean, and it can work in the reverse. If you have a memory that can remember things about people, mm -hmm. like I have a, I feel attacked. I don't know. <laughs> if you have a memory, like Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> for those of us really... who don't, we can fake it and bluff as exactly. well. See, you are really good at that though. That's the thing. You won't accept that compliment. Probably <laughs> you are really good at that, but my memory works in really specific ways, yeah. as you know. Yeah. So I can remember like if somebody has mentioned something to me one time, I will remember that pretty much forever yeah. or, or baby showers if given. people have given me gifts at baby showers i remember who gave me what it's i don't have a good memory for everything but yeah. for specific things like that um i can remember that so a lot of times i will kind of have like almost a index cards in my mind where if i see a person i will remember certain things about them right. and i can ask them about them yeah so because i know that i like it when people ask me about right. specific stuff not just like the regular old stuff that anybody would know like how's when you're in school how's school going yep. you know everybody asks you that or <laughs> how's work going how are your kids those are the ones that i that's the one i get yeah. <laughs> but although i have heard it explained that the small talk yeah gives you a starting point a it launching does. point and then you can get into the deeper stuff and without the small talk then yep. there is no deeper stuff so you actually should embrace and lean into the small talk and look for opportunities and all that exactly and i agree with that too but it yeah. stinks when it's that's where they but, stop they're like exactly. how's school you're in the middle of answering and they're already turning back around yeah and on their way to a more interesting person yeah, yeah that's so, happened to me many times me too <laughs> especially when i'm in my 30s and they're still saying how school because they know vaguely that i work at a school <laughs> I know. so they just have never changed their comment <laughs> they can't even change it to work how's school like i don't know let me ask the students tomorrow Anyway, yep. that's definitely one. Um, and then one that came to my mind first was that makes me feel closer to the people in my ward is when I can serve other people or when they serve me. So 
I was trying to think of specifics of things recently that we've done to serve other people, but I, I don't know. We, I guess we're self-centered right now because we've just been <laughs> at home a lot. Yeah. But I mean, family, extended family. Oh, extended family. We serve them all the time. It takes a lot of our time. <laughs> yes. But yeah. You're right. No, that's yeah. a, that's a good, good realization. But, you know, times when we have been able to even just, Times when I've had an impression to write somebody a card or something mm -hmm. like that and knew that that was something I was supposed to do, then that made me feel closer to them. Mm -hmm. But specifically, like for times people have served us, every time we have a baby, our ward is like Stellar. amazing about bringing us yeah. meals and stuff like that. And I don't know, it seems stupid, but it brings you really close to them when you realize they're cooking a meal. And I know what it takes to cook a meal for yeah. my family. Yeah. <laughs> and so a lot of them are people with their own families. Yeah. It's not just, you know, someone who has a bunch of time on their hands. It's exactly. usually very busy people who end up volunteering. So yep. they're and cooking their own whole family meal and our meal. And yeah. then bringing it over to us. And that's been a time when I felt especially grateful and especially close to people in the ward. So yeah, makes me want to do more, <laughs> do better at that. Yeah. I think some callings lend themselves to that more than others too because you oh, yeah. when i was working with a particular bishop who we'll call him who say <laughs> yeah. it's a very common name no one knows um he he had such a approach such a christ-like approach and such a love for me for the rest of the members of the ward that any of the tasks that i did anything that i was aware of it made me really realize a lot of the things that go on behind the scenes. And I oh, think yeah. that's somewhere that, that, that we have, I mean, to call us out, like we have yeah. failed before where just because it's not happening to us, we kind of assume, Oh, this word is clickish or this word is, and it's like, well, we yeah. can't receive the, all the meals and all the service all the time. There's yeah. Times where the, all the efforts are secretly focused on other people yep. and we're not aware of it because people are being very gracious. Yeah. And then it feels like, oh, everyone's just selfish or everyone, you know, or, or, yeah. or maybe, you know, the things that they're doing that we don't feel included in are things that are specifically to help, you know, those people. Cause there, there are other hidden needs that maybe we don't always see. Yeah. We're definitely in good at being judged. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, times when I've not, or when I've least felt connected were, Again, uh, oddly enough, in the same ward, but when my attitude was bad. And so I can think of specifically periods of time when I was really preoccupied with money and not having it. Yeah. And seeing that as the ultimate distinction. Yeah. And really being bitter and resenting. So we live in a really wealthy ward. We're on the central coast of California. There are a lot of successful people who specifically move here because it's a beautiful place yeah. and they can afford it. And so they buy houses or they buy second homes and then they're in the ward, but it's usually oftentimes after they've already found their success, they've, they've, you know, financial success is what allows them to come into the ward. Yep. And most of the people that we grew up with in the stake. So this is the ward that I grew up in and then snark grew up in the stake, but most of the people that we knew and grew up with, have moved away. Most yeah. of them are in Utah. Sorry, Utah. Some of them moved to other states. And so it's been a struggle sometimes for me personally, and this is my own fault and my weakness, to feel like I don't measure up or to compare myself to the to the wealth and to the status of a lot of the other ward members because yeah. there are people who 
have more than enough and we're we most of our marriage been struggling just to make ends meet. Yeah. But that of course in retrospect was a me problem. It was pride. Yeah, it was not the ward's fault. It was not, you know, I can't think of any time where someone's gone out of their way to try to make me feel bad no. or to, <laughs> you know, belittle me because I didn't have money. It just, is kind of part and parcel to their lifestyle. Just like living their lives. Yeah. When yeah. they all collect, you know, three or four families collectively go on an amazing vacation that, you know, to Mexico or, yeah. you know, go on a cruise together yeah. or every other weekend during the winter, go up and stay in their cabins to go skiing. That's just their uh, lifestyle, and I can't fault them for having yeah, that option. That's true. But at the same time, those are the times when I've, you know, allowed that pride yeah. to become a wedge. Comparing is definitely one that's hard for me too. So tempting. Mm-hmm. We're like, we haven't gone on vacation since our honeymoon, but <laughs> that's right. it's been but eleven years. Yeah, <laughs> but we have a lot of kids. And then for me, I know that also opens the door to the other layer of pride of you know you get resentful of what they have on you and then you start trying to search for what you have on them yeah so then you're like oh well they're so and i think you know when i was talking about investment in the gospel mm -hmm. there are some people who i was wrong about who i didn't think were as yeah. invested in the gospel because i was almost wanting them to not be yeah then we can be then better could, at that yeah, than them. Yeah, yeah i could feel like i was superior yeah and um the more i've gotten to know members of the ward the more i've invested in them yeah. and spent time with them the more I realized that maybe they just approached it in a different way or had other things that they were strong or good at yeah. that didn't match my skill set. Another time that I have felt especially connected to a ward was when we were in our singles branch. And I was trying to think of why that would have been. And really it was, I mean, we were, we were all seeing each other one to three times a week. Yeah. Doing, I mean, sometimes it would be activity upon activity, like the yeah. after party after FHC, yeah. <laughs> the after party after the after party. Yeah. They'd be like trying to stay together till yeah. two in the morning. I'm like, okay, guys, dial it back a little. <laughs> God, We're not that work. interesting. <laughs> you guys are all lonely, but you don't need to quite take it that far. Yeah. But <laughs> there was a lot more time outside of just church lessons. Yeah, they have institute once yeah. a week and they'd have lessons. Exactly. Yeah, we'd go like have food at the diner or whatever we were doing. Yeah. And then the other thing that occurred to me was that's a rare situation where most people in the branch are going to be in similar stages in life. Like most of you are students, broke, students barely working. Yeah. A lot of you are living at home or living in student housing. So yeah. there's kind of some established common ground where you're not trying to relate on you know, although I will say in our ward experiences, we've made friends with a lot of the older people. So it's not yeah. necessary. That's like always been my yeah. tendency. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even when I was 65 a and up crowd like, is our jam. Yeah, I was more friends with like our young women leaders would talk to me more than the actual young women in a lot of cases. Yeah. And then even when I later, when I was an adult and I had jobs, I'd more relate to like the older folks, <laughs> older than me folks. Yeah. Um, I tell myself tendency. that's because we're so cultured and intelligent. <laughs> so mature. So mature. <laughs> I don't know about that. Probably because just... we were too awkward and they had pity on us. Either yeah. way. Either way. It's just they always have a value to what they're what they talk about and what yeah. they they've lived longer. So a lot of times it's like they care least... more about the substance. They do, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they don't want to waste time with frivolity as much. Yeah. 
no. There's there's people that care about substance that are younger as well, but they don't always have that perspective. I don't didn't have that perspective. Right. I think a lot of the time, and it was nice to be taken under certain people's wing just to give me guidance. To give, yeah, to bring you <laughs> a little bit more into a more than the next week planning. Yeah, I mean, I thought, long-term. oh, they're treating me like an equal, but. Yeah they were probably just being really classy about it yeah, <laughs> and, you know, guiding me, but not letting me know that's what was happening. I love that. And I hate that when you look back and realize that <laughs> things that seemed really natural were actually adults being very, yeah. Does it calculated. make you want to do it now though? You'd it like does. It. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not super old, but no, but uh, yeah, there's been the plenty of situations. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about awkward. Let's get some more awkward going, some awkward <laughs> stories. Not instead of just being awkward. <laughs> I can think of a lot, but this can't be a hour long podcast. So I'm going to pick, I'm not going to talk about the time when we, they, all the tables filled up at the linger longer and it was outdoors. And so there was no convenient way to get any tables. We ended up sitting on the curb, balancing <laughs> our food on one knee and our, and our kids, kids on the other. Oh. I'm not going to talk about the time when... I know. I'm not going to talk about the time when I... Which was wrong of me, but I complained to a stake president about a situation that I thought wasn't being dealt with. And instead of... <laughs> him talking to me privately, he came into the ward council for the branch and addressed it in front of everyone and everyone in there knew exactly who he was talking I about. I didn't. But he did, okay. Almost everyone. I was out and of the loop. <laughs> I blabbed it to plenty of people. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't we blab it to really you. The blabbing no, we weren't close point. at that point. But um, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the one word bomby umptum. Oh, I forgot. There about was in Daddy Umptum. We were in our singles branch, and one of the counselors in the bishopric thought it was a great idea to have this little stool that, on Mother's Day and Father's Day, respectively, he would have the moms in. He would invite the moms, call and invite them, invite the dads, call and invite them, and then have them come up to the front to stand on the mommy Umptum or oh. Daddy Umptum. While the child, meaning adult. the offspring, adult <laughs> offspring, not nine-year-old, would have to stand at the pulpit and give a tribute to their parent. First of all, mm. not everyone has cheery, lovey-dovey sentiments about their parent. I, <laughs> I didn't mind when I had to do it, but... I could tell it was more awkward for some, but second of all, and more importantly, that's such a not sacred meeting vibe no. thing to do. I think that technically counts as a visual aid too. I would but, say so. <laughs> but more awkward than having to do it, which you would think that was the most awkward, but more awkward than that was just having to sit through the cringe. It was oh, everybody so, else's. Yes. And the cliche and the drawn out stories. And then just seeing the discomfort on those poor parents' faces <laughs> standing up a foot and a half oh. off the ground in this tiny little room with like, 15 on a good Sunday members while that counselor beamed behind them because he was so proud of his mommy and daddy. You know, you have the church leaders who, when you're a teenager, treat you like you're an adult. (laughs) Then you have the singles branch leaders. Sometimes some of them are great. Yeah. 
to treat you like a child <laughs> when you're an adult <laughs> when you're an adult and when you massively want to feel like even more of an old adult yes, than you are you're like, like when I'm you're finally actually an adult yeah when here. you're like 18 19 you kind of get it like yeah i'm still a teenager but as soon as you get into your 20s you are pretty sure that you figured everything yeah, out yeah. you <laughs> deserve everyone's respect and you don't want to be treated like a child yeah it was rough I didn't go to the mom version of that one, but strategically, yeah. And my mom wouldn't she do wouldn't something like that. Yeah, but my dad went, and I went to the dad one. Yeah, <laughs> it was awkward. This is <laughs> so pretty bad. much the most awkward thing that had happened in that branch. Yes. Oh, I still just <laughs> have a visceral reaction to that movie. No, I don't think I can top that one. But I was gonna talk about how when we had linger longers. And they would do the minimal in the single <laughs> branch. Like, when I say minimal, I mean, they, at the last minute, would pull out the tables, yeah. but not anything on the no tables. Cloth, no no cloth or anything like that. Sometimes no plates, just paper towels. Yes. Sometimes just paper towels. And then we'd set up the chairs, and they'd bring out just a giant tray of dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets. <laughs> Dino nuggets <laughs> they for the adults. The, they weren't even the nugget-shaped nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> so that was always super awkward. Yeah. And, and then everyone would just try and talk for like a little and then flee as fast as yeah, possible. Get out Eat as fast the nuggets and go. So then if you were unfortunate enough to sit next to one of the awkward folk who didn't want you to leave and wanted to trap you in their conversation you were popular you were definitely there until the bitter bitter end yeah. I, I was wasn't popular aware. i was kind and considerate you and were. that was all it took that's true i didn't want to hurt people's feelings that's true ah, it was before desnat got the best of me yep. no i don't care about hurting people's feelings you were also in the non-creepy group <laughs> yeah. there were so many creepy people yeah. in our particular singles branch yeah not necessarily every singles branch but it was there bad. was like 75 percent of the people were just really creepy yeah especially the men sorry it was no <laughs> it's absolutely true like people who you were pretty sure when they talked about their quote unquote past transgressions they meant like the week before yes <laughs> who would <laughs> always be trying to scam on anyone that was even remotely attractive yeah and not taking no for an answer but in the creepy way yeah not in the i'm persistent because i care about this person just in the get take what you can get yes yeah which leads me to one of my most awkward moments in the singles branch when i decided Yes, I'm an introvert, but I'm going to be outgoing. I am going to plan an activity, and I'm going to invite a bunch of people to it. Mm. So, <laughs> I plan an activity. We're all going to go to, can I say the name of it? Sure. The Boardwalk. Yeah. It's an outdoor amusement park. We're out. So, I called, <sighs> like, 15 people. Some of them left messages for us. Some of them said they'd come. I feel so guilty We're all right going to meet at this one place. So there I am waiting by this carousel that we're going to meet by. So I contributed to this situation. <laughs> Nobody comes for a while. Then one person comes. <sighs> the most creepy, most awkward person in the branch. Opposite gender of me. <laughs> yes. Just to give you a little clue. He worked at a mortuary, which no problem. That's fine. But he would regularly talk about how girls loved when he would pick them up for a date in the hearse and sometimes with a body in the back. 
Okay, so, so that makes go. it a little okay. more clear. It's not just me being judgy. <laughs> I don't think I even called this person to tell him that the no, activity was happening. But he was always in on knowing about these things. Okay, so then I still have in my mind, okay, well, I know these other two people are coming. Yeah. There were two other women from the Relief Society. So then about five minutes later, I get a text from one of them. She's not coming. Five minutes after that, another text, she's not coming. So both of them weren't coming. Oh, so man. now it's turned into me having a date. A de facto date. This awkward person. The creeper's favorite situation. <laughs> He's all cutting the brake lines of all the other people. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, having car trouble? <laughs> oh, so what are you supposed to do then? Be like, never mind, I'm going to go home. <laughs> so you have to spend the evening with this person. Oh. And me, being an introvert, I'm not very good at just, you know, being rude. So, but incidentally, I went. <laughs> you can tell this part of to the, the story boardwalk because this is terrible too. That same night, yes, and I meet me. Didn't meet you. <laughs> Yours was one of the answering machines <laughs> that I had left a message on. <laughs> oh man! But I did see you there. Yep. And I saw you with that person. And what did you think I was doing? <laughs> on the date. <laughs> So <laughs> and I thought, oh wow, I didn't think he was her type. He I've always thought so highly of her. Why would she lower herself to accept a date with that guy? It was later clarified for me, but yes, I had no idea. It wasn't planned. I wasn't trying to thwart you by not going. Yes. I just didn't get the message in time. No, or, I, mean, I, was, I don't even think I had a cell phone in those days, or maybe I no, had. No, I didn't, little... definitely didn't call a cell phone. I called your home phone. Yeah, so I just That's happened I to be there coincidentally. Yeah. But yeah, that was a funny moment when I saw you walking oh along with it, or you. I think you were in line for the. We were in line for the roller coaster. Yeah. I saw you too. It was, yeah, was like, very oh, bad. Wow. Pretended not to. I'm like, please don't let him see me over here. <laughs> and it was Sad. at that moment when I knew I needed to rescue you. And so I asked you to marry me. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> I guess that could have been under my worst date category. <laughs> I know. This is like week. a repeat. <laughs> well, there huh. were many options for that one. Yep. All right. Well, we're at like something like 75 minutes. So. That's okay, because we only have eight listeners. <laughs> Thank you, those of you who made it to the end. Yep. Uh, we appreciate our Latter-day Family <clears throat> podcast fan club, The Few and the Mighty. Mm -hmm. Next week, we have no idea what we'll be talking about, but we'll definitely be talking. So be sure to tune in. See if you can get some other people to tune in, and maybe we'll get back up to 12 listeners, which is what we started with. <laughs> I think it was 13. <laughs> okay, yeah, 13. <laughs> Apparently, a few people wanted to check it out, see what it was like didn't want to come back nope that's okay all right <laughs> we'll talk to you later everybody thanks for listening bye let glory to singular they in the highest be given henceforth and forever a woman and a woman